It takes a great deal of courage to go into the line of fire and try to stop a war. It takes a great deal of courage to walk in the face of opposition, fierce opposition, violent opposition, and yet speak the truth. One thing I know about my people, I can't speak on anybody other people, but I can speak on my own people. The one thing that we don't like is the truth. We don't want to hear the truth, especially if that truth makes you feel uncomfortable. If that truth stops, has, shuts down anything that you got going, even if what you got going may not necessarily be the right thing, and somebody decides to call you out on that. Yeah, people's feelings get hurt. People get in their feelings. People feel like they're being disrespected. It takes a great deal of courage to tell the truth, even when people don't want to hear the truth. So big up to my boy D1. And the point, truth to the point be told, I stand with my brother. I'm going to pray for my brother. And I just pray that other rappers, especially Christian artists, will stand with D1 and call these rappers out. Call these executives out. Call these labels out. It's time that this needed to be done, folks. You know... I remember watching a video. I think it was a um, one of them Red Talk conversations. I forgot what it was. Or TED Talk. It was a TED Talk. Let me get it right. It was a TED Talk. And it was a, a guy was saying that, you know, he's saying, and I remember exactly, I don't remember everything, but this is the part that I do remember. I can't quote a verbatim, but this is what I remember it was said. He said if a man got up there and started rapping about raping a woman or raping children, would you play that record on the air? And they're like, no, I wouldn't play that record on the air. They would ban me immediately. They would fire me immediately if I played that record on or something like that on the air. He said, if I got on the record, if I got on the record talking about uh anti-white or anti-this or anti-that, talking about I'm against uh, white folks. Would that be played? He said, no, that wouldn't be played. He said, if I got on there talking about Jewish people, talking about gay people, talking about lesbians, and talking about murdering them, would that be played? They said, no. He said, what about if I go on there, and I'm a black dude, and I'm talking about murdering black people, treating my black women with disrespect, and he said, well, if the beat sound good, that would be played. That should let you know right now what the entertainment business is all about. That should let you know what the music business has become. And D1, who was out of New Orleans, by the way, Decided to call out three particular rappers. And he could have called out any group of rappers in the world. He called out Jim Jones. He called out Meek Mill. And he called out Rick Ross. Now I'm going to tell you about another rapper who did sim the same thing in a moment. 
But he, and when I heard what this man said on Sway 45, I everybody would say, oh, he dissed them. He disrespected them. I listened to what he said. He said, and I listened to it, and I read it, and I'm like, this ain't a diss. He didn't just call them out talking about they were suckers and this, that, and the other. He just said, Jim Jones, you can do better. Meek Mill, you could do better. Rick Ross, you could do better. He talked about how their music makes an impact on on other on individuals in the world. And it's true. Name one other genre of music that has made more impact on the world at large than hip hop. As hip hop celebrates 50 years of existence. You got to remember, we come a long way from from house parties in the park and inside other people's homes to where everything is hip-hop influenced. Everything. From rock and roll to gospel, everything has been influenced now by hip-hop music. And we got to change the context of this music, man. We do. As a person who loves hip-hop, as a person who rapped and wrote lyrics and things of that nature, and I remember growing up in high school, we used to freestyle at, in, the, in our homeroom on the desk with pencils and pens. We used to sit down and have battle raps, you know, where we were sitting there breaking, uh, busting it out off the dome. It wasn't that long ago. And then on the radio, when you listen to music back in the day, yeah, there were a few knuckleheads out there that did some dumb music. But for the majority of, of hip-hop, it was all positive stuff. It was all about having a good time. It was all about spreading love and positivity. Where do we get this now? Every, everything's about murder and raping and killing and shooting and selling dope. Well, I remember not too long ago. I'm going to get back to D1 in a minute. And the responses from Mill and Rose and, and from Jim Jones. But I remember listening to a Vlad TV with Crazy Bone from Bone Bugs and Harmony. He told the story of how. These executives, these record label executives had this big meeting and they were scared. And here's the thing. These executives knew how powerful of an impact hip hop was making. We're talking about early, late 80s, early 90s. And he was talking about the rap that was currently out. And he said that we need to, you know, because it's changing people's lives. It's turning people away from the drug culture. It's turning people away from, and it was leading people to righteous living. Let's think about it. 92, 93, who was out back in that day? 91, 92. You had Public Enemy. You had Conscious Daughters. You had X-Clan. You had uh, Poor Righteous Teachers. You had these groups. You had Boogie Down Productions. And then I know some of you said, well, NWA was out back in that day. Yeah, NWA was out in that day. 
But it wasn't as prevalent as it is today. It wasn't as big as it was today. Because you look on the TV, in the early 90s, it was about positivity and, and love. De La Soul was out. You know what I'm saying? And these executives were like, well, all you're doing is, try, is building up the black culture. We want to destroy the black culture. And so we got to change up the rap and take our put our take our investment away from the conscious and moving more toward the negative. And now keep in mind the majority of these label executives were white men, older white men that don't know anything about the culture of hip hop. Now of course you had a few black ones in there and I'm going to say Suge Knight was one and uh Puff Daddy was one. Because a young Puffy at that time, because he just started his label. He was working at Uptown, just started Bad Boy. And over the course of time, and it, it slowly but surely was weaved out, the radio station stopped playing a lot more of that conscious stuff, started playing more of the hardcore stuff. And all of a sudden, now everything's about, oh, I'm a bad, you know, like I said, and I've said this before previously, and I've said it again. We're the only group of people that brag about our own demise. We're the only group. You don't ever hear Hispanic people downplaying themselves. You don't ever hear Asian people calling themselves bad uh, uh wrong. White people neither. Because we have pride in ourselves. We're the only group of people that call ourselves, we, I'm a dog, I'm a bitch, I'm a gangster, I'm a nigga, I'm, I'm a thug, I'm a gangster, I'm this, I'm that. And here's the crazy part. 95% of these people that are saying these things didn't grow up in that environment. I guarantee you, the majority of the rappers out today, as then, did not grow up in horrifying in, in horrifying environments. But they took on those personas, and I'm going to prove it with the D1 thing. Here's another story that I remember. I remember Too Short. Now, here's the scary part. Most people don't know about Too Short. Too Short did not start rapping nasty lyrics back in his day. When he first started rapping, he was conscious. And I remember... They were telling the story about how he went into the, into the label and he had his demo tape. He went to the executive's office. The executive people gave him, put money on the table. He said, I tell you what, you could, we can try to shop your tape around and you might get a couple of responses. But if you change it up a little bit and you make it the dirtiest, the filthiest, the nastiest, the most raunchiest hip hop, You'll get paid. You'll get paid all this money. And that's all that money. He saw where he was at. He where he grew up and all that. And the rest is history. Two shorts been around for, for 35 years. And he's known for some of the dirtiest, filthiest lyrical content out there. But back to D1. D1 understands and understood how hip-hop is and you would think that his encouragement of these rappers 
would encourage them to change up their lyrics. Well, let's see what their responses were. I'm going to start, first of all, I'm going to start with uh, Ricky Ross. First of all, from the, from this point on, I'm not calling you Rick Ross. Your name is Willie. That's your real name is William. William. So from this point on, I'm calling you Willie. First of all, you ain't got no reason to be upset. I read, heard your response. I saw your post with your response to D1. And you sound childish. I expected a lot more from you. But you sound like a kid. You sound like a little kid. I expected a much more mature response from a man who's supposed to be the ba the baddest boss in the world. No, you sound like a little kid. Talking about, look at what I did. Look at all the turkeys I gave away. Look at all the, the diapers and stuff I gave to pregnant women. You can't disrespect the boss because I give bikes away. Fool, do you know what you sound like? First and foremost, Willie, you took on the persona of a man who actually served time in prison for selling dope. This man got a, had a, got a life sentence for the stuff you talking about in your raps. Okay? Since you want to go there, the real Rick Ross did time. The real Rick Ross is from East Texas, not Miami, Florida. Yeah, in fact, the real Rick Ross is from Troop, Texas, which is right around where I grew up at. He a country boy. Okay? The real Rick Ross has a criminal history. You don't. You worked in the prison system. You weren't never been to prison. And to your response, I'm like, well, I give bikes away to the kids, fool. Well, well, I guess that's supposed to, I'm supposed to give you a hand clap because you give a few bikes every year for Christmas, give away. But look at what you've done. Look at what your music promotes, bro. Look at what your lifestyle promotes. How many, how many young men are doing time, real time, in prison today because of your music? How many people got murdered behind your music? How many people are serving are on drugs today because of your music? Yeah, you got all them cars, but all that's blood on them cars, fool. All that, that big old mansion you got in Atlanta, Georgia, there's blood on that mansion. All them cars you got, there's blood on them. All them wing stops and all them chuckers you on, there's blood on them. All them clothes, all them shoes, all that stuff you got, there's blood on that. You don't get it. You don't realize the impact your music has made on this world and how many people have been affected by your lyrics. You childish. You are literally childish, Willie. Yeah. Childish. I expected a much better response from you. But, I mean, and then let me go to Jim Jones. Jim Jones didn't do no better. Jim Jones didn't do no better. You sound like Birdman Reverse talking about put some respect on my name. Like your name means something. Fool, you worse than Willie. 
You took on the name and the persona of a man who murked 900 plus people in the 70s. I don't know who's a bigger damn fool, you or Rick or, or Rose. Talking about people got, uh, you, my cousin might get upset and hurt somebody because they disrespected your name. Like your name means something. Your name ain't got no credence, fool. You just another man. Your name don't speak no volumes in the streets. Your name don't mean nothing when people speak it. It ain't like E.F. Hudden. It ain't like Donald Trump. It ain't like Joe Biden. It ain't like none of them people. You ain't got no more credence than where you live at right now. And that's in harm. You have no influence outside of that. So your name means absolutely nothing to me or anybody else for that matter. If you couldn't have come up with a better response than that, you should have kept your mouth shut. I would have had more respect for you. Literally. You just made yourself a damn fool by opening your mouth. You'd have been you'd have had a lot more respect if you'd have just kept your mouth shut. Like your name means something. Maybe in Harlem it means something, but what about outside of that? Nobody here has heard of you. And then Meek. Now Meek, I, I'll give Meek his props because he said, okay, he took it with a grain of salt. You know, he said that people forgot that he was the, a prison reform. But you sound kind of hypocritical, Meek. You talking about, well, I'm the pri a prison reform, and yet you make music that sends people to the prison system. Are you for us or are you against us? That's the choice you got to make, bro. You know, you are you are you are you for prison reform? Or are you are you on the side of those who put people in prison? You know, I can't talk about heaven every every day and then do stuff to send people to, and then glorify stuff to send people to hell. That would make me a hypocrite. That would. But isn't that the music business in a nutshell, literally? Because 95% of these rappers that are out today ain't doing none of the stuff they talking about on their songs. They ain't selling no dope. They ain't killing nobody. They ain't, they ain't out here having sex with a thousand women. You know, we know how much, how much uh, uh, fakery is in the music business. We know that. There's plenty of it. To me, the music business today is more nothing more than a glorified pimping game. And who are who are, who we got? And there's hundreds of hoes walking around on stage. Who are the pimps? It ain't the the rappers. I guarantee you that. I don't care what they say on their lyrics. They're not the ones. They're not the ones in charge. You know who's in charge? The executives are. The old white men that run the labels. And there ain't but a handful of them to begin with. Because we don't own our own labels. We don't have our... There's very few artists today that have creative control over their masters and over the material that they put out. Unless you independent. And you got your own distribution. And you got your own stuff running. Your own publishing. If ask... If... If... if, if, if you run if you run on a major label, if you with Warner, Universal, RCA, or any of them or Sony, they run you. 
They run you. Why do you think Prince spoke out against it? Why do you think Michael Jackson spoke out against it? Why do you think Phyllis Hyman spoke out against it? Where do you think all those people are right now? They're dead. Because they spoke out against the Barrett's. The thing is, Michael Jackson, he owns all his masters. All of them. He owns 50% of Sony. Let me shock you a little bit. Guess who owns the majority of Eminem's catalog? It ain't Dr. Dre. And it ain't Eminem either. Guess who owns half over half of Eminem's current catalog? I'm talking about for the stuff he did from Slim Shady to now. Who owns that catalog? Michael Jackson does. Michael Jackson bought his catalog. It's his. That's why his children right now don't have to work a day in their life because they don't have to do nothing because they're set for life. Prince's family owns his Prince catalog. Who owns uh, Tupac's catalog right now? Cat Tupac's catalog is run by Tupac's family. Suge don't own it. Snoop owns all his masters. Master P owns all his own masters. Bob Marley's family own their masters. The point I'm trying to make is simply this. I remember when Bizzle did a song, when he first started doing Christian rap, he did a song called Liar, where he was talking about Jay-Z and Rick Ross. Now, here's the crazy part. Bizzle did the very same thing D1 did. Did Rick Ross respond? He didn't have a response. Did Jay-Z respond? Nope. No response whatsoever. Because they don't have a response to the truth. But the problem with us as black people, we don't like listening to the truth and we don't like people who speak the truth. We would rather hear a glorified lie than an uncomfortable truth. Especially when that uncomfortable truth affects your money machine. See, that's the reason why Rick Ross said what he said. There's a reason why Meek Mill said what he said. There's a reason why uh, uh, Jim Jones said what he said. You know the reason why he said they said what they said? Because they're tied into the matrix. Because they know them white folks control their masters, they control their money. They have no creative control. Not a single one of them have creative control. I guarantee you, if they want to shut the flow off, they could do it tonight, and they wouldn't be able to do a doggone thing about it. Because they have no creative control. They're too concerned about flashing and flossing. Yeah, I'm talking about Ross. I'm talking about Jones. I'm talking about Meek Mill, all the rest of them. They don't own none of their own stuff. They're tied into the machine that controls it. So no, they're not going to say anything positive. Because that would disrupt their money machine. They're not going to say anything that's going to uplift their people because that would disrupt their money machine. They're not going to try to build their people up for greatness because that's going to disrupt their money machine. They're not going to speak up against wrong that's being done in the streets. They're not going to try to convince our brothers and sisters to go and vote. They're not going to cons cons uh, 
convince our brothers and sisters to, to stay in school and get a good education and try to build their communities because they're tied into the matrix. And if you're tied into the matrix, they control what you say. They control what you spend. So no, I didn't expect really much better from those three. But there's a teachable moment for all of us. And that teachable moment is simply this. And this is what I'm going to close it out with. Parents, you are the, the control that your kids need to see. If you out here bouncing it, and I'm not saying ban Meek Mill, ban Rick Ross, ban uh, Jim Jones, none of that. I'm not trying to say that, but here's what I am saying. One thing D1 made a statement in, and that was Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. Point blank period. If you all you if all you speaking is death and destruction, and you listen to stuff that provoke death and destruction, over the course of time, you're gonna be in a snowball effect you can't even reverse. So while you had the time, you had the time to change your mentality and to change the things that you live. And I'm having to do the same thing. That's why I'm kind of stuck in the 90s, late in the 90s and 2000s from music. We as a people got to do better. We know the things that are going on in our communities. We know the things that's going on in our lives. We know what's, what's happening. And we also know that the world don't care about us. That's why they promote Rose. That's why they promote Meek Mill. That's why they promote Jay-Z. That's why they promote Kanye West. That's why they promote Jim Jones and all these other ones. Promoting negativity and murder to our people. Because the truth of the matter is most of these executives are too much of cowards to do it themselves. So... If we do it, that takes their hands off of it. We need to recognize the game and act accordingly. Protect our children, protect our communities, protect ourselves. Free your mind from the shackles of mental slavery. That's what Bob Marley said. If you can change your mind, you can change anything else. Think about that. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter on whoisrugrat.net. Check me out on my YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe and smash that like button. But anyway, Big Mel, who is Rugrat, I'm out. Peace.